up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN app. But this was a lost season for the Jets. I did not see a single thing this year that makes you excited to build upon. You you hire somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9 The Game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Cleveland? Cleveland rocks? No, not as far as I'm concerned. Cleveland sucks. And Eric Fry. The break, good times, come on, the Bears finally fired Matt Nagy. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Good day to you. Good day. It is a Wednesday. Uh, you know what that means. And it's also uh, the uh, seventh day of uh, December uh, 2022. And it's a good day uh, to uh, be an Illini. And uh, we got a good show uh, lined up for you. As always, here on the uh, starting lineup, it's Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, hanging out with you here on this uh, Wednesday, this hump day. And uh, we got some local sports uh, coming at you your way. We're going to be talking about the uh, boys' basketball games uh, that happened uh, last night, uh, both on our airwaves, as well as a couple of uh, girls' basketball games uh, that happened last night as well. And uh, there's been a lot of stuff happening in uh, Major League Baseball, the hot stove uh, particularly uh, just this morning, and a couple of uh, signings late last night by the Cubs and yesterday as well and the Phillies continue to uh, spend money as well and maybe something could be happening within the show uh, for a major league of baseball involving a certain team that we cover here on the uh, 98.9 the game airwaves as well it's close I don't want to hear about it until the deal is done uh, and then we'll also hit on some other national sports as well NBA NHL might take a look at other uh, college basketball uh, coming up here in the program or whatever don't get to here in the trust hour we'll get to in the uh, podcast of course you find that podcast wherever you uh, download your favorite podcast itunes or spotify our website fmradio.com and uh, go over there and uh, get it done if you haven't uh, subscribed yet if you haven't left a, a comment or a rate or a review as well go ahead and uh, go over and uh, do that as well all right so uh, we got a, a potential for uh, some uh, breaking news in uh, the show but before we get to any of the uh, major league baseball news uh, that is happening let's go ahead and uh, let's uh, jump right into the show and uh, let's get to it and let's hit it up with first things first before we get into the show
first things first. And if that was any indication uh, for the uh, music that I started the uh, show with, uh, no surprise what's going to be first things first here. It's the Illinois Fighting Illini as uh, they came in to uh, New York City. Uh, You can make it there. You can make it anywhere is what they say. And uh, the Illini made it last night as uh, they uh, took Texas to overtime, the number two team in the country. And uh, thank you to uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. Again, this guy is amazing. We won the transfer portal. This has been uh, an amazing uh, start that he has. It was an amazing start that he had last night, but the closer came in, and uh, 12 of his uh, 16 uh, points that came late in that game, and Illinois rallied and came back. They were down, and they were down within like eight minutes to go, but then uh, they come back and force overtime there, and uh, then it was all Illinois in the OT uh, session as they take down the number two team in the country, Texas Longhorns. Longhorn down as the Illini rise to victory. Yeah, and you know what, Travis? I said it yesterday on the show. It's a statement game for the Illini. Mm-hmm. It's a, a game to show the country yeah. what we're about. Mm-hmm. And they I, showed up when they needed to. I was going to say, I think we did that. They, we did, and it was players you wouldn't expect. Yes, Shannon Jr. got you know what you expected of him. But Mayer, yeah. 21 points, three blocks, mm-hmm. two rebounds. That 21 points, Travis. Yeah. Wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he tied him for a career high. Yep. This is what we, we thought he could be. Five uh, for five from, from three. Baylor. Yeah, he made his first seven shots. Yeah. <laughs> so he was uh, feeling it early, and that was a big confidence booster for him. It's kind of been a slow start to his year, and then against Maryland, he didn't have the uh, best game. Uh, but, hey, he showed up, and he looked like Steph Curry, or he looked like Clay Thompson out there making all those threes and making all those shots, and uh, 21 uh, big points points uh, for them and that's kind of what uh, the Illini do is you know uh, good teams when one player isn't doing very uh, hot in the way of Terrence Shannon Jr. the other players pick him up and that's what um, um, Meyer did yep. uh, last night at least uh, early on at the beginning of the game. And Travis I'm going to say it now Coleman Hawkins mm-hmm. he has filled that Trent Frazier emotional leader of the team role I think pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He didn't have a big game last night. You know, nine points, but he came up with three big blocks, had seven rebounds, four assists, kind of doing a little bit of everything, stayed out of foul trouble, was on the court the most out of any Illini player, played the most minutes. Yeah, He was kind of that emotional leader Mm -hmm. of this Illini team, which you needed after having Trent Frazier for so many years be that guy. You needed a new guy, and I think Coleman Hawkins can do it. Yeah, and Hawkins, especially uh, with that pass and the assist to uh, Epps uh, late with that uh, three-pointer. And uh, speaking of uh, Jalen Epps, he uh, came up huge last night, uh, 11 points, including that three-pointer there late in regulation. And then also at the free-throw line uh, to uh, tie it up there and uh, to uh, force overtime. He also had a big block uh, at the end of regulation. Uh, Sincere Harris also had a, a big block. Uh, there in 18 minutes, uh, so uh, that was excellent uh, there for the Illini, and a bunch of different people uh, showed up and you know overcame uh, some things. Uh, that one uh, goaltending call late in the game on the Illini, uh, hey Illinois overcome it, and it, it was all right. It ended up uh, okay. 
there. And, uh, yeah, um, Mayer, or Meyer ended up leading the way, 21 points. Terrence Shannon Jr., 16 points, but 12 of those points came in overtime. And uh, Illinois outscored uh, Texas there late in the game, 17-10 to 10 in the overtime uh, session. Kind of looked like uh, Illinois could play for a little bit longer, could have played for like 10 or 15 more minutes, and Texas kind of looked like uh, they were worn down uh, a little bit. Uh, there in uh, that one so yeah it was a it was a nice thing to to see it was a nice thing to uh, showcase on a national television of course everyone probably uh, would be oh hey you know duke's on so maybe we'll, we'll check out the end of this game right and uh, if you ended up just checking out the very end of it it ended up being uh, pretty entertaining uh, for you and uh, definitely a big huge statement uh, for illinois here to be the number two team in the country i know it's only in december but I think this uh, proved to you that this team might be a little bit different than in years past. And uh, they, this team is young with some freshmen on it. But they, they passed the, the, the test at least, you know, okay, they got that first road game out of the way. And it was a tough environment there in Maryland. And now they bounce back and beat a really good Texas team on a neutral court. When was the last time they beat a, a, a number two team in the country, Travis? Um, I mean, I think I saw a stat. Do you have it in front of I you? I don't have it in front of me, no. I was just asking. Oh, uh, I th- I don't know when where Michigan was ranked when, when okay. we uh, beat them during COVID, uh, I think. But that, that was pretty high up there. But, uh, you know, Illinois, they trailed by 13 points in the second half to UCLA. They were down uh, 10 points with eight minutes to go against the Longhorns, and uh, they ended up coming back. So, uh, <laughs> clearly – uh, Illinois sometimes uh, struggles, but uh, you know they find it when it matters most there, and they certainly found it in a Madison Square Garden last night and uh, showcasing it on a uh, national stage. And I, I gathered uh, some highlights here of the game, of course, heard here on a 98.9 The Game. So, uh, Brian Barnhart, take it away, my friend. In the first half, and Texas will lead 15-10. Clark on the inbound. Meyer with a catch in the orange jersey. Drives right of the lane. Looking to put up a shot. Tough shot from 15, but he got it. Here is Meyer. Right elbow. Out top. Between the circles to Hawkins. Drives down the lane. Scoop shot by the 6'10 junior. Is up and in. And the Illini playing well against some more blocks and steals. And the Illini get it back. Down two. They can take the lead with a three. Meyer being very aggressive. Step back. Right wing three. It's good. Aggressive, doesn't he? Yes. He was guarded on the right wing. Meyer in that orange jersey, feeling it. Long range three. He got another one. He's still hot. Matthew Meyer with his third three. Sky Clark on the dribble. Now to Coleman Hawkins, who's out there. Everybody out beyond the three-point line. Hawkins is going to line one up, and he buries one. Right at the same spot that Meyer did a moment ago. 35-32 out of the timeout. Illinois with the ball. Here is Jaden Epps. Bounce pass inside. Danger for the flush. Slam dunk danger. And the Illini have their biggest lead of the night. Late in the first half. 37-32. And suddenly a little run by Texas. 42-40. Illinois backdoor cut. Hawkins to Clark. Wow, no and one. He hits the floor. And Clark lays it in. Illini down five with the ball. Each team with seven fouls. Melendez pops open. Left wing three is good. Yes, there you go, R.J. R.J. Melendez. 
Torres with a three from the left wing as he popped open. And the Illini back within two in a spurt. Dribbles to the right elbow. Cut off. Now back near midcourt to Meyer. Shot clock at seven. Meyer spinning, dribbling, shooting from three. Got it. There you go. Oh, my goodness. Matthew Meyer with a three. 341 left in OT. Here is Shannon. Pull up. Top of the key. Three. Got it. Yeah, hey, I see you, baby. Terrence Shannon with a three from way out top, and he's starting to heat up. Here is Bishop. Long three deflected again by Shannon. Melendez grabs it, and the Illini are going to knock off the second-ranked team in the country, the Texas Longhorns. Illinois wins it. 85-78 here in Madison Square Garden. Famous arena. The Illini get a win over the number two team in the country. They came from 10 down to win it. So there you go, Brian Barnhart and Deion Thomas on a league call last night in MSG. You heard it here on 98.9 and the Illini Radio Network. And coming up, we'll have a little bit of a break as they don't play again until Saturday. And they'll be matching up there back in Champaign against Penn State. And that game will be at 11 a.m., of course. We'll have the coverage for you here on 98.9 and 10 a.m. will be the pregame show so basically like a football uh, start time uh, there against uh, Penn State on a Saturday there at the uh, State Farm Center and uh, I also saw uh, last night uh, at Memorial Stadium the game was on uh, there on the big screen uh, maybe Coach Bielema was uh, working uh, late night in the office prepping for the bowl game probably even for Mississippi State and had it on on the big screen there at Memorial Stadium so it was nice to uh, see uh, there and uh, certainly can't wait to uh, see uh, the Illini back in uh, Champaign uh, there for the uh, second Big Ten game and the first one there at home. I'm sure it will be a hot ticket, hot commodity coming up on a Saturday in Champaign. And, of course, you can't make it to Champaign? Well, just tune in right here on 98.9. We roll on here, and we got a more local sports to uh, talk about. Let's talk some high school basketball coming up next here on the starting lineup. We'll be right back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Hi, this is Brent with McMahon Meats to let you know we will be giving away a Christmas meal. 
Just go to our Facebook page, like and share our posts from November 28th only for your chance to win a Christmas meal. That includes a whole bone-in ham, prime rib, bacon, whole hog rope sausage, and pulled pork. Also, now through December 24th, buy one $50 gift certificate, get one $5 gift certificate for free. Stop by today on Route 40 between Teutopolis and Effingham or visit us on Facebook. McMahon Meats, where quality and convenience meet tradition. Sean Fitzgerald here, RPM Truck Fair in Effingham. Interesting phone call. Santa called. Boys, my sleigh don't run. So all the techs at RPM got together, got Sandy turbocharged, dieselified, injectified, and boy, he can fly and blow smoke. Now all the little kids can get all the presents for Christmas. From all the staff at RPM Truck Repair, we'd like to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Just remember, if it runs on diesel, we'll fix it. 217-347-7764. Check us out on the web, rpmtruckrepair.com. Football season is underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So sign up today with promo code PLAY for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org Connecticut, 1-800-9 with it in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP-LOUISIANA, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. And now, the starting lineup. With the five wins, I think they'll have enough playoff points. This is Marty Stock at Hoover's Plus with some money-saving ideas. Start with a great... On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in uh, to the uh, start of lineup here on a 98.9 of the game ESPN radio. Just talked about uh, the uh, line uh, victory over uh, Texas. And now let's talk more uh, some local sports high school basketball that happened. And uh, first we'll start off with uh, both of the games that were on our airwaves last night. And unfortunately it did not end uh, so well for, for our uh, two teams that we cover on a WCRA on, on a Jack FM didn't end as well as the one that we had here on 98.9 for the Illini and uh, Cumberland. They were back in action uh, last night and uh, after a week off after that loss against Altamont. And I thought they played really well uh, that night. So did Coach Radel. And uh, it was a, at least a, a good start for the uh, Pirates last night against Casey. Of course, we know how tough they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the Warriors end up uh, taking this one a 65 to 43, winning it in the second half. Uh, particularly a big fourth quarter, yep. I see. But uh, Eric, you were there last night in Casey, and uh, how did the Warriors do it? Uh, they they did it, Travis, by outlasting the Cumberland Pirates. Uh, Cumberland sure. actually shot the ball well uh, as a team. Travis, and this is a stat that is boggled my mind for Cumberland. They were seven of twelve from the three point line. That's yeah. not something that Cumberland usually does very well. So they right. were hanging in it. You know, they they led multiple times in that first quarter trade, the lead back and forth with Casey. Uh, they kept 
trading the lead, uh, three ties and three lead changes in that second quarter alone. Um, but Casey was finally able to take the lead 24-22. Uh, they led 29-24 during the half. And as Coach said post game, he said the defense at the end of that first half, mm-hmm. he said the final two possessions just kind of swapped any momentum that we had and gave it all to Casey. And then Casey came out with a vengeance in the second half, and the Cumberland uh, offense couldn't respond. Now, with that being said, if you look at the box score, there is a specific name missing for the Cumberland Pirates. That's Jackson Bolt. Jackson Bolt did not play. He was not there. He has been dealing with some illness, so he was not there. In fact, post game, coach said that the whole team's dealing with some illness. Uh, Gavin All Hendricks right. was getting sick at halftime. So mm-hmm. uh, it's not a 100% Cumberland team. They are looking forward to a couple days of resting and getting healthy. And that's what Coach said post game. He said, I want us to get healthy. Right. Not an excuse. But sure. he said, we got guys playing minutes in this game against Casey that they haven't played this many minutes yet this year. They're still trying to get, because of the long football season they had, mm-hmm. they're still trying to get into basketball season. Because if you think about it, McMeekin, McGee, McRavey, Hendricks, Weber, all on the football team, all yeah. vital parts of that football team. So they're still trying to get into that basketball shape and having to go out and play as many minutes as they needed to last night. Yeah. It definitely was. You could tell as the game went on, Cumberland started getting a little more sloppy and a little yeah. more sloppy and a little more sloppy. Hmm. They only had five turnovers at the half. They ended up with hmm. 17. Hmm. So that that tells you all you need to know. Now, Casey, to their credit, hit the big shots when they needed to, forced the turnovers, led to some easy transition buckets, Um and in, at the very beginning of that fourth quarter, it was only a 10-point game entering the fourth quarter. Casey came out and switched into his own defense, immediately forced two turnovers, went on a 6-0 run right out of the gate out of that fourth quarter and kind of killed any momentum Cumberland had. Cumberland could never get it back down to single digits after that. They mm-hmm. tried. They just couldn't get it any closer. So, uh, Casey, they're a good team, obviously. Uh, so now Cumberland uh, falls to 1-4 and four on the season. Uh, they're going to be back in action Saturday night when they host Neoga. That game at 6 o'clock It's part of a doubleheader with the girls. So the girls will be first at 4.30, and then the guys will be at 6 o'clock up there in Cumberland. Mm, very nice. And uh, that kind of stinks that the, the Pirates are dealing with uh, sickness within the team, especially have to, just having a week off mm-hmm. uh, b- between the games, and uh, now they're dealing with that. And uh, so yep. uh, Hendricks, yeah, he, he did uh, everything in a fight through it there. It sounds like uh, yep. 22 points uh, to lead the way uh, for the Pirates. And give Casey credit. Hendricks would get the ball in the in the post, Travis. He was triple teamed. He had three defenders around him. Yeah. And, you know, he was trying to go up strong with it, drew some fouls, got some contact. Um, at one point, Travis Hendricks was three for three from three. So he just decided to start popping threes. And he ended up finishing the night three for four from three-point land. So he was trying his best to keep the team in it, but Casey just has too much depth and too much talent on their roster, deep talent Mm -hmm. on their roster, Um, especially, specifically, um, Jackson Parcel. I mean, that kid can just drain it from anywhere on the court on a Mm -hmm. dime notice. And there were a couple times where Cumberland just lost him on defense and he's wide open and he's going to take that three and make it every day. Yeah, he led the way for KZ, did Jackson. He had 29 points. 
uh, last night. Uh, Sullivan had uh, 14 uh, there for the Warriors. So, like you said, uh, Cumberland are now 1-4, and four, and uh, Casey improves to 5-0. Uh, and oh on the young season. It's hard to beat a team, Travis, when they shoot 60% from the floor and uh, out-rebound you. Yeah, I was gonna, so, also going to mention that. 60% yeah. for Casey yeah. last night. That's 60%, good. but they only made five threes, so that tells you they're getting a lot of good looks from inside. And a lot of those were those transition baskets we talked about after forcing turnovers. And like we said, Cumberland getting out-rebounded 22-18. to 18. That's where Jackson Bolt not being down there to give you that other person besides Hendricks really hurt the Pirates last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it looks like uh, Cumberland will take a few days off and then back in action there, like you mentioned there on uh, Saturday. Uh, Nioga was in action last night. We'll take a look at what uh, they did uh, coming up. They lost a close one uh, to uh, Dietrich. Uh, but then uh, the other game over on uh, Jack FM, uh, saw Newton pick up the win over Altamont, a 54-47 to in uh, this one. We talked about in the postgame with uh, Coach Niebuhr. It just seemed like uh, the big shot was never there for Altamont. Uh, they, uh, Newton seemed like they were in control after that uh, first quarter as Altamont ended up leading after the first quarter. Uh, they're 16-15, to uh, but then uh, Newton... You know, they turned the ball over there in that opening quarter, and uh, they uh, cleaned it up a little bit, and uh, they uh, ended up uh, holding the Indians to only five points there in the second quarter as the offense uh, just uh, dried up uh, once again uh, there. And uh, Newton, they're an impressive team, and we get the box scores uh, after the game, and uh, sometimes their triple threat uh, that they have there on any given night, it could be either Wolf, Gear, or Nichols leading the way. And uh, last night, it was Parker Wolf who uh, had it going in the first half. He had 17 in the first half alone, 11 in the first quarter, and uh, him and uh, Logan Cornette were going back and forth with baskets and free throws there in the first quarter uh, so was Robinson uh, both those two players uh, only outscored uh, Wolf there like 13 to 11 in uh, the uh, first quarter uh, there but uh, so Newton was really impressive with their uh, triple threat they were also uh, flying all over the uh, floor as well blocking shots Wolf and Nichols both uh, had some impressive emphatic uh, blocks and uh, then in the second half the story really was uh, not a wolf it seemed like Altamont uh, took him away there and it was Nichols who came up big in the uh, fourth quarter he made a lot of free throws there like five at the free throw line alone I think it was like five or six uh, from the line and all in the fourth quarter and that's what good teams do is they have one player in one half uh, come up big and then another player come up uh, big when you take away the other guy uh, there and that's exactly what the Eagles uh, did uh, last night and I really like their uh, triple threat uh, that they have. The third quarter for Altamont was the best quarter uh, that they had. At uh, one point it was uh, like a lead, a big lead for Newton and then Altamont went on a little bit of a run. Uh, uh, kind of Earhart went on a personal 5-0 uh, run uh, there <laughs> and uh, the uh, team went on a 7-0 run to close out the third quarter there. It was a nice behind the back pass from uh, Mason Robinson and Earhart finished the and one and that covered the deficit at the end of the third quarter 39-33 the bench was up and uh, they uh, came off the court they were slapping hands the tribal council was back in it the crowd was back in it and then uh, Newton just came out in the uh, fourth quarter and uh, they uh, took it away they made some free throws uh, late and 
Uh, Altamont, like I said, just couldn't hit that big shot to ever get close enough. They got it within four, but they just couldn't get any closer uh, than that. And also Newton out-rebounded them uh, as well, uh, particularly on the offensive boards. It seemed like uh, Gear was uh, getting the offensive rebound left and right and had many chances uh, last night uh, did uh, the uh, Eagles. So uh, Newton, impressive start to uh, this season. And also, man, that uh, Bert Hauer and uh, Jansen. Jansen didn't score, but uh, those two guys are super quick there for the Eagles. And uh, Newton approves to 5-1, uh, and one, and they'll be matching up with a uh, rematch with North Clay coming up on a Friday. Only loss that the Eagles have the season was the opener to those North Clay yep. uh, Cardinals so they'll be looking for a little bit of revenge uh, there in Newton as for Altamont they'll try to regroup and they'll try to figure things out here as you know Robinson there only 16 points uh, Elam had a good uh, second half Earhart had a, a great game uh, last night, uh, Cornette had a good start, uh, but it uh, trailed off uh, late. Uh, Phillips had a three in the first quarter, but then he was pretty quiet. Coleman was extremely quiet uh, there. I know that he was battling in the post, and it seems like uh, seemed battling uh, with uh, the bigs, and uh, depending on what the calls are like, uh, and he only had two points uh, last night. So Altamont's going to have to try to figure things out here and try to straighten out uh, the ship here as they're – 500, 2-2, two and two, and they got the first NTC game against South Central coming up on Friday. Yeah, and South Central's no slack either. No. So, this, you know, as we talked about, every night in the NTC is a tough game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, definitely, Altamont's going to have to turn it around uh, before Friday and try and figure out uh, where they're at. Yeah, right now, they to... kind of like the girls' team. The girls' team wasn't That's playing Altamont basketball, but they were able to find ways to win. This boys team has not yet been able to play Altamont basketball, and they haven't found ways to win when they haven't played like that. Mm, yeah, and that's exactly what I said uh, last night. But uh, they'll try to work some things out in uh, practice. Uh, rebounding, I'm sure they will hit hard. And uh, just to find some sort of offensive flow uh, to the game uh, there as well is what they'll try to work on. Uh, South Central was in action uh, last night, and uh, they fell to uh, Vandalia. And we'll take a look at that uh, coming up here in uh, just a second. But uh, let's uh, take a look at uh, some other boys' action uh, from uh, last night. Speaking of uh, Nioga, they lost a close one uh, to uh, Dietrich 50. Or 45 to 044. Uh, Gephardt led the way for the Maroons. He had 16 points. No other double figure score for the Maroons, but Niebergi was close with eight. Uh, Nioga was led by both Richards and Reynolds. Or Richards had 14, and Reynolds and uh, Sheehan had a 13 for the Indians. This is kind of a weird box score. Nioga led a 16 to four after the opening quarter, but then Dietrich comes back and outscores the Indians 17 to two there in the second quarter. So Dietrich pulls ahead 21-18 at the half. They win uh, the third quarter, but uh, Nioga outscores them by four in the final quarter, but come up just a little bit short there in uh, the uh, very end. So. Dietrich improves to four and two, and Nioga before that Cumberland game on Saturday, they dropped to four and two on the young season there. And Dietrich, after losing that uh, close one to Windsor's two straws and double overtime, bounce back and pick up the win, a good win over Nioga 
last night. In other NTC action, we saw St. Anthony defeat a CHBC by the final of 69-25. St. Anthony jumped out to a 20-6 lead in the first quarter. They led 45-14 at the half, and they never looked back in a big third quarter as well. Put it Pretty much uh, put it out of reach uh, there, and uh, with the running clock, not a lot happening there. In the fourth quarter, uh, Westendorf led the way for St. Anthony. He had 24. Uh, Brock Fearday and Griffin Sayi had 15 uh, points apiece for the uh, Bulldogs as they improved to a four and a three and another NTC win for them. And a CHBC led by a TC at a 10 points, a Wojciech with eight. But that was all that was going on for CHBC last night. Speaking of wins of Stu Straws, they defeated Arcola 66-22. It was a 15-point lead for the Hatchets at halftime, but then a 21-6 third quarter put this one away. Austin Wittenberg and Cheney had 14 points to lead the way for the Hatchets. Look at them go, all the turmoil that they've been through. Uh, they're 6-1 on the uh, start of the season there for Windsor. It was Tuscola over Arthur, 62 to 37. It was Vandalia over South Central, speaking of the Cougars, and uh, they uh, fell to the Vandals, 49 of 44. Vandalia jumped out to a 17 to 11 uh, uh, lead in the opening quarter. South Central narrowed the gap at the break. It was a two point lead, a 27 25. And then the Vandals put it away in the uh, second half, did just enough. Aiden Dots, a nice effort for him in the loss, 28 points for him for South Central. Uh, Nestrick had 15 points, well at 14. Robbins had 10 double-figure scores for Vandalia there last night against South Central. It's Mount Carmel over Mount Vernon, 61-57 in a close game. Shelbyville over Pena, 71-39. Oka Valley over Sullivan, 42-37. Muhammad Seymour over Charleston, 58-44. Tolona Unity with a victory over Marshall, 64-32. It was Effingham over Mattoon, 63-248. As uh, Garrett Wolf led the way for the Hearts, 15 points. So did Logan Heil with 15 as well. Splechter had 14. Donaldson almost in double figures with 9. As Effingham had the lead after the first quarter, 10-5. Big second quarter stretched out that lead, 27-11. At the break, Mattoon made it, tried to make it a little bit closer of a game. They went on a run and they're late, but ultimately the Hearts pull away 63-48. It was the Topless picking up the win over Paris on homecoming for the Shoes, and it was also the first home game for the uh, boys' team as well. Topless jumped out 16-9 after the opening quarter, and a 37-20, they extended that at the half, 37-20. Uh, Brendan Niebergy led the way for the Shoes. He had 16, Seymour had 15, James Niebergy had 11, and uh, the Shoes now are 5-1 and one on the uh, start of the uh, season. It's Mount Zion picking up the win over Alney, uh, giving Alney uh, their first loss of the season, I believe, 58-51, to uh, 51, so a nice win there for Mount Zion. It was North Clay also in the NTC at defeating a San Amo Brownstown a 68-60. North Clay led after one 26-20 in a high-scoring opening quarter. And then uh, 36-29 there at the half. They extended it a little bit, and it was 56-44 there after three quarters. And North Clay finished them off there, holding off SEB. And uh, North Clay was led by Fleener. He had 21, so did 
Booze, he also had 21. And uh, Smith had 14 for the Cardinals. Uh, Santa Juan Brownstown led uh, by uh, Parsley. He had 19. Atwood with 18 there for uh, SEB as they dropped to a 5 and 2 on the season. And also North Clay picking up their second NTC win as well. I also had some high school girls uh, basketball games last night as Cowan Herrick Beecher City uh, took down Decatur St. Teresa 54 to 46. Gracie Hecker led the way for the Bobcats 19 points. Rodman had 13 and Stuckemeyer with 12. And uh, Livingston, she had a, a good game uh, for uh, uh, St. T at 20 points for her. But uh, CHBC uh, picks up the win. St. T actually had the lead after one quarter, 11 to nine, and at the half by four, 20 to 16. But a big third quarter, CHBC outscores them 24 to 14 in the third to take the lead, 40 to 34, and uh, they held on uh, for the victory uh, there. And also a statement win uh, by Neoga mm -hmm. as well as they defeated Tri County, 54 to uh, 36. Sydney Richards leads the way. For Nyoga, 20 points. Campbell had 15. Armstrong had a good game for Tri-County, 19 points to lead the way for the Titans. But uh, Nyoga had a one-point lead after one, 12-11. Then they outscored him in the second quarter, 16-7, to take the lead by 10 at the half, 28-18. And uh, then they had an even third quarter, and then uh, Nioga doubled them up there in the fourth, 16 to eight, to go on to uh, win this one. Tri County drops to seven and three, and Nioga improves to a nine and zero on the uh, season there for Nioga. So uh, we see a beating the uh, Titans yep. uh, over there, 54-36. Yep. Hey, Nioga, statement win. I told you, uh, definitely. Uh, Yep, I'll eat that one. <laughs> All right, they're eating a little bit of uh, crow uh, there for uh, oh, yeah. Eric Arcola yeah. over Wednesday's two straws, 41 to uh, 27 uh, last night. Uh, let's take a look at the uh, schedule for this evening. Wednesday's two straws back in action in girls basketball. They're taking on a Ramsey uh, this evening, and we also got some uh, eighth grade uh, girls basketball uh, sectionals. We got a Pena Sacred Heart sectional. It's Martinsville against Sigal St. Michael in 2A. The Paris Crestwood a sectional championship. It's Paris Crestwood against Gibson City. And in the St. Anthony sectional championship, it's Dietrich against Brownstown. In the 3A St. Joe sectional championship, it's Paris Mayo against Robinson Nuttall. And in the 4A Muhammad Seymour re, uh, sectional championship, it's Danville Northridge against Taylorville this evening as well. So uh, all these uh, scores and updates are on our website, fmradio.com. So uh, go over and uh, check that out and click on our local sports tab over there. All right. Uh, so well, we're going to step away and uh, take a break. Has anything happened breaking in a Major League Baseball? Well, we'll check on that in the uh, break. And uh, there was some breaking news to begin the uh, morning as uh, someone had a very good morning in uh, New York betting on himself. Uh, there and we'll talk about that as well as the uh, Cubs free agent signings as well and that's all on the way coming up here on the starting lineup from the 98.9 the game studios the starting lineup we'll be right back live and unrehearsed 
Winter is almost here. Is your car ready for daily commute? Stock your vehicle with supplies such as snow shovel, broom, and ice scraper. Abrasive materials such as sand or kitty litter may help when you get stuck. Jumper cables, flashlight, and warning devices such as flares and emergency markers may help when problems arise. Blankets, a cell phone charger, food, water, and necessary medicines may also be necessary for longer trips. This is Sergeant Jerry Purcell of the Effingham Police Department. Please prepare your vehicle and yourself for the upcoming winter. Steps now may protect you and your passengers. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Totopolis State Bank. In Totopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Hi, this is Brent with McMahon Meats to let you know we will be giving away a Christmas meal. Just go to our Facebook page, like and share our post from November 28th only for your chance to win a Christmas meal. That includes a whole bone-in ham, prime rib, bacon, whole hog rope sausage, and pulled pork. Also, now through December 24th, buy one $50 gift certificate, get one $5 gift certificate for free. Stop by today on Route 40 between Totopolis and Effingham or visit us on Facebook. McMahon Meats, where quality and convenience meet tradition. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-511-3535. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about $100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider, 800-511-3535. That's 800-511-3535. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-511-3535. And now. And I also asked, Coach, what can we expect from the FEM Hearts this season? Well, I tell you what, it's um, it's ironic. I was talking with a couple people about that earlier. Uh, it would help if I played the uh, right clip. Back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, sports term today. The St. Louis Blues scored four goals in the third period to beat the New York Islanders 7-4 at UBS Arena. Blues snapped a four-game losing streak. St. Louis in sixth place in the Central Division with 24 points and a 12-14-0 record. They're going to host Winnipeg tomorrow night. Reports, again, reports are the St. Louis Cardinals are working hard to find Yair Molina's hair. They're working hard to find a replacement catcher for Yair Molina, Travis. That's all I'm reporting. I'm not saying who. That's all that's being reported right now. So, there you go. They're working hard to try and find a replacement for Yadier Molina. Who could it be? Maybe we'll find out by the end of the hour. Who knows? In other college basketball hoops action yesterday, SIU Edwardsville lost to Bradley 56-54. Tonight, Missouri State will visit St. Mary's. Southeast Missouri hosts Purdue-Fort Wayne. Eastern Illinois, they're at home against Ball State. So, if you want something to do tonight, head on up to Charleston, CEIU in action. Southern Illinois will welcome Indiana State. And Western Illinois has a home game against Iowa Wesleyan. 
Chicago Cubs made two deals, and we'll talk about that coming up in just a little bit. Chicago Bulls will try to snap their three-game losing streak when they host the Washington Wizards at the United Center tonight. Bulls are coming off a 110-101 loss to the Sacramento Kings on Sunday. Bulls are 12th place in the Eastern Conference at 9-14, and and they lost to Washington 102-100 back in October, and the Blackhawks got blanked by New Jersey 3-0. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9. Travis Sparks here. Eric Fry over there handling the uh, sports center hits. And yes, maybe uh, by the end of the show, uh, 17 minutes or so left <laughs> to see. Nothing confirmed, if, uh, Travis. Yes. I don't want to hear it until it is hear uh, until confirmed. It's confirmed. Uh, exactly. I don't want to get too excited. We had enough messing to... up yesterday. Yes. In this business of journalism, it is always important to remember that it is better to be right than it yes. is better to be first. first. That's so, correct. There you go. According to uh, John Hammond, taking a little yes. bit of a hit on his reputation yep. uh, there yesterday because we woke up this morning uh, to uh, some uh, breaking news uh, that Aaron Judge is not going anywhere. Yep. He's uh, re-signing with the, the Yankees a, a major deal, nine years, $360 million deal, uh, $40 million a year there for Mr. Judge, of course. You know the story. Betting on himself, yep. turning down the extension, yep. and he improved it by a hundred and plus, yeah, yeah 150, 140 million uh, by turning down the extension and now signing back up with the uh, Yankees. Not only 360 that, million. He's going to get the C. And the captain. He's going to be the captain. If that means anything in yeah. baseball. Well, yeah. Here's the interesting <laughs> thing, Travis, and those were the reports from last night. That were confirmed by multiple people. We knew the Giants were in on Aaron Judge. Mm-hmm. But then late last night, we got reports San Diego yep. had jumped in to this. They did, yep. San Diego offered him more money mm-hmm. and an extra year. Yeah. And he turned it down. Mm-hmm. Let's factor that in with what we were talked about yesterday with Trey Turner, who the Padres offered to become the highest paid shortstop in the business. Yep. And he turned it down. Take mm-hmm. less money to go to the Phillies. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it again, Travis. Is there a problem in San Diego that no one wants to talk about? Maybe. Because so. all we've heard is, oh, these guys just want to get their money. Clearly not. Yeah, no. Clearly they want to go to contending teams. Mm-hmm. And both those two players turned down record contracts. Yeah. Was it like an unofficial report or like possibly in the neighborhood of like $400 million yes, or something? Yes, for Aaron Judge? Yeah. Yeah, 10-year, $400 million. Oh, man. And he turned it down. He left $40 million and a year on the table <laughs> Jeez. to go back to New York. Yeah. What is the problem out in San Diego? Uh, maybe they don't think that they can hit, or at least for Judge, maybe he didn't think he could hit some home runs out there. I don't as know. As many as he could in Yankee Stadium. Here's what I'm for thinking, Travis. Some games. Here's what I'm thinking. Not a lot of people are talking about it. Man, Machado's got an opt out after next year. Yeah. I think he's opting out. Possibly, but I think especially with out. all these guys uh, turning down coming to coming to your team. And what you don't know with Tatis. Yeah, that's that true. question mark. Hmm. I don't think San Diego's a destination anymore. No. I think they missed their shot. Yeah, they definitely tried and With Soto, uh, failed. They tried by getting Soto. 
Yeah, they're you know making those big signings with yep. like Dar you Darvish and all that yep. in uh, signings Hosmer and others there. So so let's talk about the domino of Judge because he was the biggest domino, right? Mm. We can easily say that. Right, Travis. I am now worried. You're worried. I'm worried about Correa. Yeah. Now I didn't personally want him, mm-hmm. but I'd want him over not getting anything. Yeah. And so now I think the Giants are going to be hard on getting Correa because they missed out on Aaron Judge. Mm-hmm. And those are all the reports we've seen. Yeah. Also, we've seen reports here within the last hour that the Red Sox are deep in conversation with Xander Bogarts. Hmm. So, if you're Chicago, I'm not panicking yet. But, boy, I'm hovering over that panic button. <laughs> I mean, yeah, everything uh, yesterday, of course, it changes by, by the hour and changes by the day that, you know, Correa was was in some serious consideration, deep talks yeah. with uh, the Cubs. The, definitely of one of the favorites. Morning. One of the favorites to land him. But now the Giants had that money for Aaron Judge. Now they're not going to use it for him. They're going to spend it somewhere. Yeah. That's Who are fair. they going to spend it on? I mean, Rendon, Rendon mm. probably, but I've heard reports the Yankees are talking with him. Mm, really? <coughs> Is this offseason, Travis, the biggest offseason of the rich get richer and the bottom of the barrel, the bottom of the league, can't do a darn thing about it? Yeah. I mean, uh, handing out record uh, contracts here. This is two years post-COVID for yes. uh, baseball, and yes. we're handing out all this money to everybody. Phillies keep spending money. They yep. keep signing players. Well, they just signed two more players yesterday to big uh, contracts. You so. know why? <laughs> why? That extra wild card. Yeah. yeah. That extra Everyone wild card. Everyone did say the, the revenue would go up gets or something. more revenue, and it gives you even more of a shot to make the postseason. Yeah. Yeah, and the Phillies definitely uh showed They showed it. That it's worth they it. They showed it, you just need to get there. Mm-hmm. So of course they're gonna go spend money. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes an arms race, quite literally in some instances. But you know, it becomes a one upmanship, specifically in the division. And you have a team like Atlanta, who we talked about in the middle of the season. They re signed all their young core. They had they won the NL East. Travis, they're on the outside looking in now. Right. Because they haven't done a dang thing. No. And the Phillies got better, and the Mets got better. And every other team in the NL really hasn't got better. Mm-hmm. And we can perfect segue to talk about the Cubs. Cubs, as we said, made two signings. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, so far, I mean, besides the impending uh, Correa news, possibly, I think the, the Cubs are, uh, well, you could say, depending on what, what your feelings about uh, Cody Bellinger is, yes. but uh, they uh, they assigned him to a one-year deal, uh, so uh, at least we, we, we talked about the Cubs making moves and spending yep. money. They're doing that. They went and signed Bellinger, and then uh, late last night uh, they got James Tyon uh, there, and uh, the pitcher from the Yankees, of course. So, which the Tyon signing, I am, I, I it's a good signing. Um, you needed help on that rotation. We talked about how many different starters the Cubs had this year. Mm-hmm. He's not the flashy name, but they're still in on that that pitcher from Japan. 
So I think they can still get that. The Bellinger deal to me, Travis, is a great deal for Chicago. Yeah. Because what do you have to lose in signing that contract? I mean, it's $17 million, yes. That's a, a big chunk of change mm-hmm. for a year. But yeah. you know he's got wanting to prove something. Mm-hmm. And if he finds Definitely. his swing back, you can benefit 100%, either keeping him for the rest of the year for a playoff run or trading him at the deadline. One of the two. If he can find it, you can utilize it. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't, then okay. Yeah. What What else did you have out there? You really right. didn't have yeah. anyone. Yeah, it's definitely a good a, a good risk. So I'm I'm okay with that. Now, if those are the only two moves that the Cubs make the entire offseason, then I have a problem. <laughs> then I have a major problem. Sure. But as we've seen already, money is not the deciding factor like it used to be. Mm-hmm. It's going to a team to win. I think back to Alex Rodriguez when he signed with the Rangers, and everyone went, "Why?" It was because they gave him the most money. Mm-hmm. That's not the deciding factor anymore. Judge has shown it. Trey Turner Dang. has shown it. You know, these guys, DeGrom has shown it. It's not about the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, to me, if you are a team like, you know, as we mentioned, the, the team, Travis, that I am surprised has not done a, a, a thing and is just sitting there silent is the White Sox. White Sox haven't done nothing. They signed I, Clevenger. Okay, he's coming off of Tommy John <laughs> two years ago. He hasn't been great. Um, the Mariners. They lose Abreu. The, they lost, yeah, they lost Abreu. The Mariners haven't made any signings. The Dodgers. got Cole Wong. The Dodgers. Dodgers have been silent. Dodgers have been silent. When everyone's just throwing record contracts around, the Dodgers are just sitting there quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a little odd Mm -hmm. because i would think they'd be in a position to want to spend right yeah even though we they never really got kicked around the idea of judge going to uh, the dodgers it was mainly the giants and yankees were in conversations but yeah that never came came through but but, you know justin turner you know he's a free agent Mm -hmm. you haven't even heard his name being brought up with coming back to the dodgers yeah. So it, it well, makes, they resigned Kershaw. They did resign Kershaw. So that's but one thing. To me, what I have noticed as we're wrapping up winter meetings today, it's the last day of winter meetings, Travis, is that you have certain teams, the Yankees, the Phillies, and the Mets, who are playing to win the World Series. And you have other teams, like, as we've talked about before, the Cardinals, the Cubs, who are playing to win their division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's clear as day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, two other quick signings we'll we'll talk about: uh, Kenley Jansen going to the Red Sox on a two-year deal, mm-hmm. and Jose Quintana going to the Mets. So you lose Quintana, Travis. Yes, he did. Which, to me, if even if you get the player who we've talked about possibly getting for the Cardinals, you're still going to need some pitching help, mm-hmm. especially now losing Q. Yeah. And to think that you let him walk for a two-year, $26 million contract when you just gave $17 million to Wainwright for a year over a guy who pitched very well in that wild card game. Yeah. Hmm. Like I said, you can't compete and be nostalgic. (laughs) 
Well, yeah, so that's a heavy conversation for uh, the little time that we have left. Don't so, worry, we got a whole podcast we can talk uh, about. Yeah, definitely, we we can explore that. And uh, so uh, let's uh, talk some more uh, national sports and maybe some uh, breaking news to uh, close out uh, the uh, show as well. Coming up here in just a little bit. We'll be right back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. You've created a comfortable home office. Now let Carrier provide the cash bonus. For a limited time, you can claim up to $1,750 in cool cash rebates on qualified Carrier home comfort systems. There's never been a better time to upgrade your year-round premium comfort and energy savings. Carrier, turn to the experts. Call Probster for duration at 217-342-6441 or stop by 318 West Jefferson Avenue in Effingham. Are you ready for 2023 to be the best year yet? Well, if you give me just 50 seconds, I can tell you how you can look and feel your absolute best in as little as seven weeks. This is Haley. I'm a Plan Z dieter in Nashville, and dieters on average lose 31 pounds in just 50 days on Plan Z. It's totally possible. I've done it. And it's not one of those quick fix fad diets either. No, Plan Z is an educational, eye-opening experience that will teach you the right way to lose weight. I've spent years trying fad diets, joining programs, going to meetings, working out all the time and nothing worked. But in 2020, I gave Plan Z a shot and I lost 31 pounds in just 50 days. And when you lose weight with Plan Z, you won't be eating those frozen meals from a box. You won't be drinking those nasty diet shakes. You'll eat real food fresh from the store. Plus, they have this patented ZR50 Crave Control Spray that will eliminate your cravings so you won't give in to those annoying temptations. Plus, you don't have to exercise either. When you're ready to start your Plan Z success story, the first step is to watch the quick five-minute video on PlanZDiet.com and learn how to conquer the grave and now i mean i didn't have the hate for ohio state that i do now ohio state indiana wisconsin are all dead to me michigan the starting lineup i'm okay with michigan over those three on 98.9 the game indiana wisconsin ohio state are the three worst big 10 schools can't believe you left out michigan Welcome back here on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. We're only here on 98.9 for, say, a little bit longer as uh, we got more to uh, talk about and discuss in uh, the uh, podcast. But if you believe this man, and after yesterday uh, tweeting out that the uh, arson judge would be headed to the uh, Giants. Yes, to make but a ruling on that fire that happened out in San Francisco. I guess Travis. so. I guess the so. But <laughs> John Heyman, of course, uh, columnist for the uh, New York Post and uh, trying to uh, best to be Ken Rosenthal, Buster Olney, or Jeff Pass. And so right there, he's behind four credible sources. But uh, 13 minutes ago, uh, he uh, uh, tweeted out that uh, the Cardinals and Wilson Gutierrez are close to a five-year deal. So did we just get an early Christmas present uh, and a replacement and replace them with uh, a former Cub, Wilson Gutierrez? 
possibly. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see we'll in the next the yeah in the coming minutes. But uh, that's uh, only, the only thing that we have left uh, here to uh, talk about. Whether uh, it, it looks like it's almost uh, a done deal. Yes. Uh, it looks like the just negotiations are about the length of the uh, deal and the length of the uh, contract. But Wilson Contreras is almost a St. Louis Cardinal, folks. And- not to bury the lead there. One last thing I wanted to get out of here with, Travis, because no one else is going to be talking about it, and that is the news about Von Miller. His season is done after a torn ACL. He was hoping to miss just one game. Team put him on IRs to hopefully bring him back, um, but they revealed a tear after doing a uh, little surgery here this morning, mm-hmm. and so he is done for the year. That's a heartbreaker for, for Von Miller there and for the yep. Buffalo Bills as well. Yep, done done for the year, ACL. Mm. Yeah, especially after leading the uh, Rams yep. to uh, the Super Bowl. Hey, speaking of the Rams, we'll talk about that coming up yeah, in the uh, pod. Two uh, things about the Rams, actually. Jeez. Yeah, well, we'll talk about it coming up in the I want to get uh, Travis's pod. opinion on this. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get my opinion, and uh, we'll save that for the uh, pod. And uh, so uh, let's uh, talk there. Uh, download it and... Uh, Coming up next here on ESPN Radio is Bart and Han. So enjoy that as the hot stove heats up here. Last day of winter meetings there at Major League Baseball. Some more signings to come today. And catch us in the pod. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in uh, to uh, overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you. Still got more uh, national sports uh, to uh, talk about. We'll hopefully hit on some NBA and NHL and hopefully uh, getting some uh, breaking, but not breaking to you out there, podcast listeners, but breaking to us as we're recording this uh, news on uh, some official signings for a major league uh, baseball team. So we'll we'll definitely be talking uh, more about uh, that uh, coming up. But uh, first, (laughs) before we get to any of that, is there anything on sports or anything you want to hit? Yeah, we got a lot on sports center actually. So let's get into it. Colts linebacker Shaquille Leonard has been chosen as the team's nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Leonard is the founder of the Maniac Foundation, which is dedicated to transforming communities through education, wellness, serving families in need, and other charitable causes. The winner of the award will be announced on the Thursday before the Super Bowl. Pacers will take on the Timberwolves tonight, uh, so there's that for you. And he has coming off a 112-104 victory over the defending champion Warriors on Monday. Yeah, they say they just beat the Warriors. Yes. As we mentioned, Tyon Walker is now a Philadelphia Philly, four-year, $72 million uh, to join that. The Mets signed Justin Verlander as a response to Tyon Walker going to the Phillies. The Rangers had another starting pitcher with Andrew Haney to a two-year deal, valued $25 million, but can increase to $27 million in incentives. Uh, Cleveland Guardians are making a splash as they signed uh, Josh Bell to a two-year, $33 million contract as well. Dallas Cowboys have concerns about Odell Beckham Jr.'s recovery from the ACL injury suffered last season's Super Bowl. Sources tell ESPN following the free agent wide receiver's visit to the team, Dallas is worried that the knee has not progressed enough to ensure Beckham would play before mid-January. The 30-year-old has torn the ACL on his left knee twice in less than two years. Beckham has taken visits to the Cowboys, Bills, and Giants over the last week. 
Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson is dealing with a sprained PCL in his knee, suffering Sunday's win over the Broncos. ESPN's Adam Schefter reports PCL injuries typically sideline player one to three weeks. Head coach John Harbaugh said on Monday that Jackson is considered week to week and is less likely to play on Sunday against the rival Pittsburgh Steelers. Tyler Huntley would start at quarterback if Jackson doesn't play. 49ers might not be losing Jimmy G for the rest of the season. ESPN reports quarterback didn't suffer a elastic injury to his broken left foot, and it won't require surgery. San Francisco head coach Kyle Shanahan had originally ruled out Garoppolo for the rest of the season, but now he could return in seven to eight weeks. That would put a potential return around the NFC division round or championship game. And finally, the Rams are adding another former top draft pick to their quarterback room. Los Angeles claimed Baker Mayfield off waivers on Tuesday. Mayfield had been released by the Panthers earlier in the week after struggling his first season with the team. The Rams will pay Mayfield $1.35 million for the rest of the season. Los Angeles has been without star Matthew Stafford for multiple games this season. He's currently on injured reserve. Yeah. Travis, I know how much of a fan of Baker Mayfield you are. Did you go out and get your Mayfield Rams jersey yet? No. Got it ordered? I don't know what number he's going to be. We'll have to find out all together. Yeah. <laughs> we just talked about him I mean, I, the other we, day. We all thought he was going to the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I have the Jimmy G news and the signing of Josh Johnson. I mean, who's been with 14 clubs in 15 years. Now he's signed on to the 49ers. I mean, you didn't have room for both of them. Well, and honestly, it's kind of signing a Baker would have been kind of duct tape on on something because Garoppolo could be back by the postseason. Yes. yes. So, uh, you know, so it wasn't as bad as originally thought. But, you know, Baker did have a couple of good years there in uh, Cleveland. Uh, you know, the biggest thing on him <laughs> is that, you know, he wasn't very tall. Yeah. Uh, and he has a heck of an arm. Accuracy sucks. Yeah, but uh, I like I like him playing with it with a chip on his shoulder. But it just uh, didn't work out there in uh, Cleveland. There. Um. Yes, and we. I want to get to more Ram stuff, but we do have breaking news. We do have breaking news. Breaking news. And this is from an actual credible source: Jeff Passens, Wilson Contreras is a St. Louis Cardinal. Five years. $87.5 $87.5 million. Mm-hmm. Well, sick it, Charis. Welcome to St. Louis, buddy. Big shoes to fill. <laughs> Big shoes, that's Big right. Big shoes. Big pressure. And this is where I'm going to get on my, my soapbox here for a second, okay? Uh-huh. And that is, first of all, to Cubs fans, <laughs> don't bash the man because he went and found a team that wanted him and was willing to pay him what he is valued. We would all like to be in a position to be able to go to any job and be paid what we think we're worth by anyone out there. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the goal in life? To get paid the most money you can to do the job you can? Yeah. But these unreasonable <coughs> random Twitter accounts uh, that are uh, uh, talking bad about Contreras is that it's not that you sign with a different team. It's who the team is. It's the Cardinals. This was projected from the, before the, dark the end of the year. Like, but now it's a reality. It, to me, it doesn't matter because, to me, he was going to go to whatever team needed him the most. And we talked about the Cardinals needed a catcher more than any other team in baseball. Yeah. Do I think he is a good fit on the Cardinals team? Yes and no. Yeah. I think he's a good fit offensively. I think he will provide some help for Goldschmidt and Arenado. Mm-hmm. <coughs> 
and provide another bat in the middle of that lineup. Mm-hmm. He does not fit in with the defensive first mentality of the Cardinals at the catcher position. Yeah. He does not work well with young pitchers. He's not that great at catching. Got a rocket of an arm. Framing, calling games, not that great at that, which is stuff that Yachty excelled at. Mm-hmm. That's going to take some adjustment to the pitching staff, specifically Adam Wainwright. I know he's only there for a year, but all the guys who have been there, Michaelis, Flaherty, who have gotten used to Yachty as their catcher, mm-hmm. this is a change. Well, it's going to be a change no matter what, no matter who no, it was. No matter what. But there were defensive first catcher options out there. Mm-hmm. This is not that. This is an offensive first catcher. This is a guy who... Maybe that's what we need. And I'm not saying it's, it's not. A welcome, a welcome change. But here's where, again, I'm still on my soapbox. Cubs fans, <laughs> just let him go. It's okay. Go to the Cardinals. Because, and this is where I'm, I'm, I'm getting to both fan bases now, it could end up being Dexter Fowler. It could end up being Jason Hayward. Just sure. because he's going to the opposite side doesn't mean he's going to excel and have success every time he faces the opposing team. Mm-hmm. Cardinal fans, I'm glad you got the guy you wanted. I'm happy for you. But when he's not performing well... <laughs> Which there has been streaks in Wilson Contreras' career where he has not hit the ball well. Mm-hmm. Don't immediately turn your back on him and call him trash. <laughs> and say, oh, I can't believe we spent our offseason getting this guy. Yeah, there's a very small corner of Cardinal Nation that, that may have did that if, like, Arenado was, like, struggling at first. I, I don't really remember. If that, he but... comes out and starts off the season cold because again a new environment an entirely new way of doing things he's never been outside the cubs organization the way that organization was ran don't turn on him like you did a dexter fowler Mm -hmm. give it time that's all i'm saying give it time don't look at it two months in and go he's batting 189 He's been eighth in the lineup. This is what we got? Yeah. You have to give it time. It's a big adjustment for these athletes. Yeah. And, and what I like here is that, you know, we, we talk about it all the time. And we just talked about it a few days ago when, when they lost out on Trey Turner. It's like, yeah, did I have some unrealistic expectations that they would try to go out and sign a big money uh, contract like that? realistically that was never gonna happen and right. you know talk with Dansby Swanson still uh still in the running of for for that that still could be a possibility uh later on today but at least here at the winter meetings they, they've done something significant they are paying money it is uh, 80, a lot 87 million over the course of uh, five years but at least they're trying they're at least doing something I like this better than Sean Murphy this just looks like a better sexy sign uh, to me, maybe Murphy may have been a better to fit with what we wanted with the defensive mm-hmm. uh, aspect and whatnot. But uh, that's also we would have had to have traded 
for right. Murphy there. And we're going to have to give up prospects and whatnot. And over the last couple of years, like losing out on some players that we could have went in on, I mean, I think maybe Bryce Harper or Juan Soto just recently, uh, we wanted to hang on to Carlson and Tyler O'Neill and others that, that we wanted to keep. Uh, you know, Gorman, I'm not really ready to give up on him, and I wasn't ready to have him in the package deal with Oak and send him to Oakland uh, there to acquire a guy of the caliber of Sean Murphy. So I, I like this, that, that, we're, that we're spending money and we didn't have to give up anybody. You had to give up a draft pick. And you had to give up oh, money. Draft pick. And you had to give up money. But Money's money. Not for the Cardinals. I know. And that's, that's a where big thing. Stupid. That's a big that's thing. Stupid. I'm. I, I agree with you, but for the Cardinals, that's a big thing to give up money, mm-hmm. especially giving it to Chicago. That's a big thing. Yeah. This shows me. That maybe they're not happy just being NL Central champs. Mm -hmm. But to really show me that, Travis, you got to make another one. Yeah. Nemo? Nemo? Brandon Nemo? Mm -hmm. Or a starting pitcher? Or like you said, Swanson. You got to get another big name to show me if you're serious or not. Right. Because this was a position, Travis. You had to get somebody because mm-hmm. you had no one who you wanted to put out there every day at catcher on your roster right now. Yeah, You had no choice. You had to sign somebody. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to have to sign somebody, if we're required to sign somebody, might as well get the biggest fish out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now let's see if you're willing to make another big deal when you don't have to, when your back's not against the wall. Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah. In all the reports we heard from this negotiations, Wilson held all the cards, figuratively and literally. Ah. He held all the cards. He knew he wanted five years. The Cardinals originally were not going to go more than four. Those were the reports we heard last night. Not going to go more than four. And Wilson said, all right, cool, I got other offers, see ya. And the Cardinals came back and said, wait, 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 wait. We'll give you a fifth. <laughs> we'll give you a fifth. Yeah. That, to me... Sounds like a team that was desperate to get him. Mm-hmm. Right. And teams that are desperate to get players, sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see on this one. Mm-hmm. I do think it's a, again, you had to get a catcher. You had yeah. no choice. Right. You might as well get the best one on the free agent market. Yeah. Now, is he the best for your style of play? That remains to be seen. He has an entire offseason to work with the pitching staff, the coaching staff, to get acclimated to St. Louis style of baseball, the Cardinal way, quote-unquote, as we always hear. Mm -hmm. Especially filling the role of a player who was there for 20 years doing it. Yeah. But Cardinal fans, again, I'm going to reiterate, he's not Yachty. Don't expect him to be Yachty. If that's what you're expecting, then you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. that's. I'm just... Yeah, it's gonna. That was gonna be anybody coming. Anybody, in to fill, it, it, it to doesn't fill matter. Roles. Yeah, I think it feels a little bit better if you're a Cardinal fan because you took him from the Cubs. Mm-hmm. To be fair, we let him walk. Why I don't know, but we let him walk. <laughs> but to me, you can't go in saying he's going to be the next great Cardinal catcher who's going to be here for another 15 years, and he's those expectations are not realistic. Yeah. 
And you're setting yourself up for failure if you think that. Right. So, Cardinal Nation, be happy. I'm telling you to be happy. You got the guy you wanted. You got the best available at your position. But again, now that he's your guy, stick with him. Which Mm -hmm. the Cardinals are known to do. Yeah. They'll give you plenty of chances. Yep, we gave Fowler plenty of chances. You did. We're giving Tyler O'Neill plenty of chances. Yes. But don't go from zero to hero on him, and don't go from hero to zero. Yeah. Stick with him for the entire season. Right. So that's all That's all I'm saying. I'm glad you got the guy you wanted, Travis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm happy. You should be. He's a good catcher, good mm-hmm. offensive catcher. I think he's going to hit well at Bush. I'm worried I have to face him as many times as I have to. Thankfully, now with the adjusted schedules, not nearly as much not as it used to be. Nearly as much, yeah. Yeah. So, which means if you're a Cub fan, you want to say see Wilson Contreras in a Cardinal jersey, you get one series this year to do it at Wrigley. Because yeah. the other one's in London. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. the other way. I don't know. I think they only do two series. I, I can't remember. But, yeah, the Either new way, schedules. They are, they are losing a series yeah. because they're in the London yeah. series. So, you won't get nearly as many opportunities uh, to, to see Wilson if you're a Cub fan, um, wanting to see him, whether it be in Bush or at Wrigley. Um, but, yeah, I, again, I like the signing for the Cardinals. I yep. called this back in September. <laughs> like, it just made the most sense. Mm-hmm. But, again, as good of a move as it is, it was a requirement. It was you had all the chips on the table and you had to make a move. Mm-hmm. Now make a move while holding all the cards at your vest. Make a move that no one's expecting you to. That would show me they're in it for the World Series and not the division. Yeah. You can't win a division without a catcher. No. As I've seen people on social media say, you also can't win it without a pitcher. Definitely uh, pitching would be nice. We definitely need, need that, that's for sure. So I'll be interested in the next 24 to 48 hours of seeing what the Cardinals do, if there's anyone else they try to get in on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for right now, Wilson Contreras, St. Louis the Cardinal after multiple reports. Ken Rosenthal also out there as well, but confirmed by Jeff Passes now and many other sources now at this point. Wilson Contreras, a St. Louis Cardinal on a five-year deal. So uh, that is big news here in the uh, pod here. So uh, we were waiting for it all show, and yep. hey, it finally came uh, in the podcast. And also, one one thing to still stick on MLB is I I know a lot of people on ESPN Radio now are talking about the Aaron Judge uh, signing mm-hmm. uh, back with the Yankees, but now I'm seeing like Yankee fans kind of like hate, hating on this deal uh, a little bit, like oh why are you giving this guy so much money? And one I was like, isn't this what you wanted? Didn't you want Aaron Judge back in New York? And now you're complaining about it that oh it's too much money. Well, well, you got him back. The Yankees did exactly what what they did, and uh, they paid the man, and they didn't let him uh, walk to uh, San Diego. I mean, maybe that was a little bit of Judge's doing as well, but ultimately, you didn't lose him to the Giants. Right. You you kept him, but now you're complaining that, 
oh, well, you know, he hit 62 home runs last year, so there's only left is regression, and there's only left to, to do is get worse. So blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> what are we doing here, people? Like, you, you complain if you lost them to the Giants, and now you're complaining that you got them for $40 million. That's the way of the world. That's baseball now. Yeah. Clearly, that's what we're seeing. It, it is. If you want to compete, spend money. And that's something the Yankees have never been shy about doing. Right. So, to me, and I may get some, some heat for this, and I could be proven wrong within a year because he does have some injury issues. But, Travis, Aaron Judge right now is the best player in baseball. From an offensive standpoint, there is no one better. Mm-hmm. Give yep. him whatever he wants to keep him on your team. Right. I mean, yeah, he just won, won the MVP. <clears throat> Hit 62 home runs. Right. Can he do that every year? No. No. I don't think so, anyways. Oh, can he stay healthy? He strikes out a lot. Hey, you know what, though? In two years, we're getting robotic umpires, and that striking out thing won't matter. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's also why it doesn't matter about Wilson and his pitch framing. Exactly. Give it a couple of years, it won't matter. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> There's um, one thing to look at that. So, yeah, Travis, you should now be all for the whole automatic umpire thing. There you uh, go. But yeah, I to me, again, Aaron Judge was in a position to where he held all the cards. He made the decision, and as we talked mm-hmm. about, Yankee fans, you should be happy. You got the reigning AL MVP a generational talent Mm -hmm. to stay on your team. And he gave you a $40 million pay cut to do it. Mm, Pay cut. Considering what the Padres were offering him. Oh, well, yeah. He took 40 million less to stay on your team. And now you're going to say, we paid him too much money. He took less to be with you. It's not about money. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wanted yeah. to be a Yankee. Mm-hmm. Be yeah. happy with that. <laughs> nah, some some fans can't be. Uh, some fans just can't enjoy good things. Uh, Yankees are one of the... Oh, you know if he comes out and is super cold next season... Exactly. There yeah. are going to be so many people booing, criticizing... Worst contract all in the history of baseball. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and you know what... You're darned if you do, you're darned if you don't. Right. If you don't sign him and he goes to San Diego and he hits like, another 63 home runs, them, how, how did you he, let him go? Yeah. For, he was going to – why didn't you offer him as much money where the Yankees yeah. just pull out the checkbook and sign him? Exactly. You exactly. can't make fans happy. No. Fans as we – They're fickle. I'm on my soapbox again. Fans want to complain. They don't want to be happy. They want to find things to complain about. That's why shows like ours are here, is so we can complain. Very rarely, there would not be sports talk radio, there would not be sports television shows, if everyone agreed on everything, it would be the most boringest thing in the entire world. We have to find things to complain about. That is what makes a sports fan a sports fan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's true. That is true. Well, there's one thing that not to uh, complain about, about uh, Illinois basketball. We let off the uh, show uh, with their win against uh, Texas, and uh, they just uh, tweeted out during the show uh, that now the 
game against Penn State on Saturday. If you wanted to get tickets, well, too late. It's Ooh. sold out. Burn. Sold out on a Saturday capacity crowd uh, there at the uh, State Farm Center. That'll be fun. At Saturday. So, uh, yeah, sold out loud in Orange Crush, back in uh, full force. I mean, if you don't sell tickets to the general public uh, where the Orange Crush sit, well, you know, that that's one thing. Uh, but apparently sold out on a Saturday against uh, Penn State. That also could be a negative thing of uh, the concession stand lines in a State Farm Center. Yes. Looking at you, SFC. <sighs> yeah, Bob. Um, it's been a problem for years, I think. It's got worse with the pandemic. But, uh, I think your word for it. Yeah, I mean, it was it was bad against uh, who did we even face? Lindenwood? <laughs> did I go see uh, a couple of Fridays ago? I don't was know. it going to be without capacity, full crowd? I think Lindenwood, yeah. <laughs> so uh, get ready uh, for that on uh, Saturday. And, oh, hey, people probably complain about the 11 a.m. start time as well, but it doesn't look like it matters. Capacity yeah. crowd. I guess it doesn't really matter for uh, basketball because we're, we're inside. Right. So not a lot else to complain about uh, there. Uh, speaking of uh, college basketball, I wanted to take a look at what happened well, there last night. Before we go there, mm-hmm. I was I wasn't done with the Rams way before oh, we got yeah. into our baseball thing. Right, I wanted to talk about something more positive than Baker Mayfield. Oh, this has nothing to do with Baker Mayfield, Travis. Uh huh. What do else you, did we do? Oh, do you not know this? What else? Oh, I'm excited to tell you this then. I mean, maybe I already know. The St. Louis Rams will be in the Nick. Christmas game. They're going to be facing off Christmas Day on Nickelodeon, and Patrick Starr will provide live reports from Bikini Bottom for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Hey, you know what? It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. They're going to have a kid on commentary as well. It's going to be great. I read about it this morning. They couldn't have picked a better team. I. The Rams have fallen, Travis. What happened? Marcus? <laughs> well, I mean, it looks like uh, Whitworth was a more impactful person on the offensive line than you realize. You have a terrible running game. Uh, your quarterback's already injured at coming into the season, and then he gets a couple of concussions, or I'm sorry, a concussion and a neck strain, yes. if you want to call it yes. that. Um, and then, you know, that, I mean, that's what you get. It's going to it's gonna be a great game. It's the Cooper Cup hurt, Aaron Donald banged up. So. It will be the uh, family-friendly broadcast, and it'll be the Rams taking on the Broncos. Yeah, it'll be the Nick Miss game broadcast. Mm-hmm. The first regular season contest go live on Nickelodeon. Mm. It'll have SpongeBob tie-ins, holiday-themed special effects as well. Nate Burleson, Noah Eagle, and Nick Star Gabrielle Nevea Green will be in the booth with Dylan Gilmer serving as sideline reporter. Yeah. Just wish my uh, my team wasn't three and nine or three and ten or whatever it is. It's gonna be a special halftime Nick. show featuring the new animated Paw Patrol series spinoff, Rubble and Crew. So get ready for that. It's gonna be brand new holiday themed uh, augmented <laughs> reality. Does there have to be a spinoff of everything? Yes. That's a spinoff of yes. Paw Patrol for goodness sakes. There, it debuts February third. Uh, they're gonna add uh. snowmen, gingerbread man, and other wintry surprises to the field through augmented reality. There's going to be virtual cannons blasting snow, gifts, and slime onto the field. 
virtual Nick blimp that will fly around the stadium throughout the broadcast and surprise guests and interactive opportunities for both kids and families. Hmm. Traditional broadcasts will be on CBS, so. Well, at least that's good. At least there's that. There's that. Hey, it's better they did this than in a wild card game like they did last year. Yeah. And the Bears were a part of that at one point, too. Yep, and the Cowboys. Yeah. Last year, Cowboys 49ers. Mm-hmm. Although oh, it has yeah. resulted in two sports Emmy awards for Nickelodeon. So, I mean, obviously they're doing oh. something right. There you go. Someone's watching. It just ain't me. <laughs> I probably won't watch either. I was going to say, you may have to watch that, Travis, to be our special report. All right. All right. I'll check it out. When Thank is you. that? In a couple weeks? or is Christmas that... Day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you kind of mentioned that. The Christmas cast. Nick Miss cast. Nick, yeah. Yeah. Nick Miss. Cool. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, college basketball last night. The other game that was there, uh, the uh, Jimmy V Classic, uh, Duke came away with a win over Iowa, 74-62. to uh, 62. Big Ten is crazy as uh, Northwestern takes down Michigan State the other day. And Wisconsin, they take down number 13, Maryland, their first loss there at the Kohl Center last night, 64-59, your final Wisconsin uh, picking up the win over the uh, Terrapins. So, uh, Terrapins dropping a game after beating Illinois. So how much will Illinois rise after the beating the number two team I in mean, the country and if, then taking care of business against Penn State? On if Saturday? Purdue is any indication, didn't they go from like twenty three to six? Mm-hmm, they did. So, I mean, I would expect Illinois to go from sixteen to one. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, the the top jump's ten. comparable, yeah. right? Top five, jump in the top ten for top sure. Five. Top five? All right. We'll see uh, who who goes down. Uh, number one team in the country, Houston, uh, they uh, did not go down last night. Uh, they beat South, uh, North Florida, sorry, 76-42. Virginia only by five over James Madison, 55-50. Arkansas, 65-58 uh, over UNC Greensboro. Baylor gets the win. Uh, TCU also picking up the win Yesterday, speaking of uh, Purdue, they're uh, back in action uh, tonight. They're against Hofstra there in uh, Mackey. They also got uh, Tennessee uh, taking on Eastern Kentucky, uh, UConn uh, taking on uh, Florida, and we also have Nebraska scoring off against Indiana this evening as well. And I believe that the uh, Illinois women's team will be in action uh, tonight there at the State Farm Center uh, against uh, Nebraska as well. So... Maybe if you can find that, check yes. it out. I can even find the game uh, the uh, other night. It was on Big Ten Plus Ugh. there against uh, Indiana. So No respect uh, to the girls' game. No, but uh, I think that's uh, all across the yes, board. Yes, it is. Uh, there. Uh, let's take a look at uh, what happened in the uh, the NBA last night. We already uh, said a couple of things in the uh, sports in our hit. Uh, there, I saw Joey Chestnut having a little eating contest at halftime of the Cavs-Lakers game. And during the game, it was the Cavs beating the Lakers 116-102. to uh, Second game there of the night on TNT was the Mavs pulling it out against the Nuggets by a point, 116-115. to And, uh, man, Shaq taking a tumble into the uh, Christmas tree thanks to uh, Kenny the Jet. I saw that. Nice little, bump. <laughs> Bumped him right into the Christmas tree. Yep. Like uh, Shaq could fall and break a hip or break a 
knee or something. But Kenny doesn't care as long as he just got to the board first. Uh, Pistons beat the uh, Heat as well, 116 to uh, 96. What's going on uh, tonight? We got a doubleheader on, on ESPN. We got the Hawks taking on the uh, Knicks in New York. And we also got the uh, Celtics out west against the uh, Suns tonight. Uh, other matchups, Clippers Magic, Ooh. Uh, Hornets Nets. We also got the Lakers in Toronto taking on the Raptors. Bulls are back in action there at the United Center against the Wizards. Hopefully that can be a win. Uh, Grizzlies in the yeah. Thunder, Kings of Bucks, uh, Pacers in Minnesota taking on the T-Wolves, Pistons, Pelicans, and Warriors, and a Jazz this evening as well. What happened on the ice last night? Well, let's take a look there. As I already mentioned in the Sports Center hit, the uh, two uh, teams, uh, the Devils shutting out the uh, Blackhawks. Three to nothing. A win number twenty-one for the Devils this year. Twenty-one four and one. Uh, one of the definitely biggest surprises of the uh, hockey season uh, so far. And the uh, Blues picking up a win over the Islanders, a seven to two of four. Both teams combined for seven goals there in the, the uh, final period, but the Blues picking up four there and winning seven to four. Other action he had the Kings get the win over the Senators, uh, Penguins over the uh, Blue Jackets four to one, Red Wings over the uh, Lightning four to two, uh, Jets over the uh, Panthers five to two, Maple Leafs get the shutout over the uh, Stars there, Austin Matthews uh, scoring a goal there for Toronto. Uh, we had the Ducks get the win in OT over the Hurricanes four to three, and the Canadians get the win over the Kraken four. To two. What's happening uh, this evening on a TNT a doubleheader? We got uh, Buffalo and Columbus. And in the second game, we got the Rangers against the Knights in Vegas. Other action Capitals, Flyers, Wild, Flames, Bruins, Avalanche. That's a good one. Uh, Coyotes, Edmonton, and uh, Canucks and uh, Sharks for you tonight. When are the Blues in action next? Is it Thursday? Yes, they'll be back yeah, there in Enterprise taking on the Jets there. So <sighs> that does it for hockey. Yeah. We have anything else that's uh, breaking mm, here? Nope. Talked about Miller, Contreras, Judge. Uh, the Lakers will be without LeBron and KD tonight. Great. Uh, the uh, Purdue looking uh, for a new head coach as he's going to be coaching uh, Louisville next year. Football. Yes, yeah. football, yes. No, Matt, Matt Painter ain't going anywhere. Uh, so that's something, right? Purdue sure. head coaching opportunity possibly opening up. So who will fill that? Hopefully, and no one uh, from the coaching staff at the U of I. Hopefully not. Guess we'll see. We will. And I guess we'll see uh, what happens uh, for the uh, final day of winter meetings. Is still some uh, players uh, to be signed, but I guess they don't have to be uh, signed today. But. No, but also the uh, Pirates won the draft lottery, the first ever MLB draft lottery. Mm-hmm. Didn't even have the best odds. Nope. 
the ring of the NBA draft lottery all over again. <laughs> yes, we we know how that's that's rigged. listen in the archives. That's... Way way in the archives. You got to mm-hmm. dig a while for that one. Yep, that's deep. That's deep a deep in, cut. Deep in the archives for sure. As for the the fans, yeah, the loyal listeners there, they know what's up. And thank you for being a loyal listener. Absolutely. We definitely appreciate you uh, tuning in every uh, day out of there and uh, downloading uh, the uh, pod. And we're just kind of rambling on yeah. here at the very end. So uh, we should just shut this down. Let's try that again. There we go. It's better. All right. We're getting out of here. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for uh, downloading. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk more, possibly more MLB signings. We'll have to wait and see. And have a great rest of your day, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow.